Hello, nerds, and welcome. We are Crossing the Nerdverse, bringing you yet another episode. My name is Travis. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts, Eric, Ryan, and Clark. I was going to tell a joke. I suddenly forgot what it was. <laughs> but before that, a brief word from our sponsors. Yep. Okay, that it was it. All... We don't have any sponsors. So. <laughs> it's a slow process. Yeah. Oh. We're a slow burn, I told you it was right? going to be... I, I told you it was going to be a brief word, and those words were nothing. So, <laughs> Eric, how was your week? Uh, I was pretty good. Um, got some work done. Just some, trying to make more content. Um, read some mangas. Trying to like get into that. It's really weird reading right to left. Is that what it is? It's right to left, right? So far, so None good. None did too smart. <laughs> Right. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Left makes an L with your thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, so just doing that instead of reading adult books lately. Um, uh, what else? Oh, and best soundtrack. We talked about it. Um, I'm going to gloss over the adult just, book yeah, comment I was, like, was going to hey. make. We're just, I, if you're going to softball oh, it in, I'm going to let that one go before we. <laughs> I haven't read any of those since deployment. <laughs> Number two. Feel Clark coming through the. But uh, they are really good books. <laughs> Just feel the um, heat. <laughs> um, where was I? I don't remember. Best soundtrack. Oh yeah, Out Cold. Best soundtrack currently. I've yet to be beaten. That nobody can top that soundtrack. Um, that's it though, Travis. Ryan, what about you, man? Oh, it's uh, it, it's been a pretty damn good week, if I do say so. Got to spend a lot of time with the family. The girls are home from school, which is fantastic. Um, and I spent the majority of the week basically getting caught up on everything that I said I was going to do before the end of school. <laughs> um, so, you know, rebuilding sinks, checking plumbing, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I did get to spend a lot of time watching what is probably my new favorite television show. If y'all haven't watched it yet, highly recommend it. It's called Yellow Jackets. Fantastic show. I was... I was going to guess Love Island. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey, shut your face. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. Oh, bruv. Bruv, you don't even know. Um, and I honestly think that it's in the contention for best soundtrack ever with Eric. So if that gets him to watch it, yeah, man, it's got the best soundtrack of all time. <laughs> um, other than that, it's been a very, pretty basic as far as the geek goes. Video games, reading some manga, you know, my not adult books, Eric. <laughs> I was trying to read a lot of self-help books, man. Like the smart ones that call you names and stuff. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Those ones. Um, and then doing what... If only any of them helped yeah, you. Doing what little research I could for this week's topic. But yeah, been a pretty good week. Clark, what about you? Uh, yeah, I had a pretty relaxing week as well. Uh, last week, Marathon did its debut. So just kind of at work, catching up with all of that, seeing what y'all nerds are up to and trending reddit posts and all that kind of fun stuff uh read a few new manwas the beginning after the end is really really good um just kind of working on my fitness doing all that kind of stuff so, so nothing interesting so are we are we allowed to call it marathon now instead of just the project yes yeah. i am allowed to now say marathon instead of just okay. the project say, the project we can also say extraction shooter now which is exciting it is a first person <laughs> extraction shooter yes yeah <laughs> uh and we have a cyberpunk theme like those are the things i can tell you uh you know so you know what's actually funny is uh 
I started deep diving on the marathon lore from the older games just because I didn't know uh-huh. anything about it. And I've been so excited with you, you know, here on the team. Got a lot of hype for the project, so I was like, I'm going to learn everything that I can. I'm, I'm probably just going to gloss over all the lore, <laughs> uh, which is apparently a trend I have in video games. <laughs> I'm going to tell none of the, the team to not even bother with lore because my friend Travis doesn't give a <laughs> yes. shit. So, like, who needs deep lore? Just drop that bitch Don't, in. I feel like I probably have lost all credibility with your husband as well not knowing that there was some type of story to go along with WoW. I no, feel. he's not really like a lore junkie. He's kind of like you. Is he just he not... shows up, does the raid, goes, burns through cutscenes. Like, so I, I think you guys fall into the same camp of like, no care, smash <laughs> buttons. Yeah. If cutscenes weren't supposed to be skippable, they wouldn't give me a button to do it. <laughs> it's because you're supposed to have already seen it on your first character, but it's fine, Travis. It's fine. How was your week? <laughs> It's <laughs> just, just gonna run this into the ground. So yes, how was your week on a less passive aggressive note? <laughs> Today has been its own adventure, but this uh, past week's actually been pretty good. I went up to Lake Texoma with my family. We went fishing, uh, took a guided uh, fishing trip with uh, Jacob Orr's guide service. So any of you people in Texas that are listening, want to do a good guided fishing trip, go check them out. Uh, ran into the only time I've ever had this problem fishing, and we caught too many big fish. We hit our upper size limit in about the first hour and had to start throwing fish back. And that's a little heartbreaking for me because I'm just like, big fish going cooler. Like, <laughs> um, so yeah, watching them you know, throw away these like, 24, 26 inch long striped bass back into the the lake after we caught him was a little heartbreaking but it was still a good time we found out um, first trip was a handful of years ago and we caught our limit in like the first hour like we just slayed him and we couldn't get bait wet without pulling in a striped bass and so my dad was like man i hope we get into some bigger fish this time i was like well we're going at a better time of year we should probably hit some bigger fish hitting nothing but big fish uh, I think the smallest one we put into the cooler was like 16 inches long. So that's average, man. The, the <laughs> best fishing trip of my life. So came back with a ton of striped bass meat. I'm excited to cook up. Uh, I caught a couple of catfish. Uh, my sister caught a cliche. Uh, I kid you not. She reeled up a stick, which I thought was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Um, I always love catching a good cliche in a lake. I have also caught tin cans before. For anybody <laughs> interested, I have, in fact, hooked a can and reeled it back in out of a river. So I usually only yeah, go fishing it's... to catch a buzz, but that sounds way better. That's what I do hunting. No, I'm just kidding. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let's, drink let's and hunt disregard that. Yeah, let's disregard that immediate felony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this week's topic catchphrases specifically in professional wrestling uh mostly going to talk about what happened to them because they used to be a very prevalent thing and then died out rather quickly and are slowly making their way back in Okay, so catchphrases, and you said they, they used to be a big thing, 
and then they died out like is that was that like a change of a wrestling era or what was that it, n- nobody could get them to stick uh so we'll we'll probably start with the number one uh which is stone called steve austin's what right that was just well, it just one word yeah. what that was it Still gets chanted today across multiple promotions from indie shows all the way up to WWE, AEW. Anytime somebody's saying something and they pause for breath, people will chant what? So is that um, that's pretty prolific through the entire like fandom then? It, yeah, it caught on so big. But then everybody was trying to get another tagline to stick, another chant to stick or whatever and it just wasn't happening and people were burning themselves out trying to get these catchphrases to stick and so it became this thing was like well nobody was going to get one to that level and the best thing you can do is to let that stuff kind of ride its peak once you hit that point is you've got to let it die down because you can't just keep you know once you hit that high point you can't just keep going higher and higher because you're not going to you're obviously not going to get it And the the current ones, so like, you ask any any average person. Um, so I know my wife, my roommate, a lot of my friends, not big wrestling fans, right? And so it's always a lot of fun because I get educated on some of the way the modern wrestling stuff goes. Because I haven't I haven't really been invested or watched a lot of wrestling for for many years, right? And so it's interesting to hear you say that it's actually what that comes out in the front. Cause that must be part of the fandom. You ask any of the like non wrestling fans, so to speak, Hey, tell me a wrestling catchphrase. And I find you're going to get a couple, you're going to get the rock and you're going to get, yeah, exactly. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Which is still so much fun for me to say to someone who has no idea, like the rock was a wrestler. I, I, I take a lot of fun in that. And then you get John Cena's with the whole, you can't see me kind of thing. Yeah. Those are the only two I, a non-wrestling fan, know. <laughs> so the thing with those catchphrases, especially John Cena's, he burned through a lot before that one caught on. Oh. That was not a first one out of the box. Okay. So how are how are you defining when you're like, this is a catchphrase he tried to use? Did they try it once? Did they try it like five times? And it was like, eh. Is it on like a billboard? Like, I don't know if like it was the, I just know when the rock came out, he did his little eyebrow thing. And then he says, can you smell what the rock is cooking? Like, is that like right. what defines their catchphrase or like, how it's do you the ones like that, that one? They, they get that crowd pop. So they'll come out, they'll try it. Gets a crowd reaction. So they keep trying it, right? If it gets a crowd reaction every time, or if it gets people hyped, they start using it more and more. And that's where that catchphrase takes off. Okay, so it's when they, like, enter the arena, I'll call it. Yeah, anytime they're cutting, like, a promo, like when they have the mic um, and say stuff, and it'll always be either at the beginning or the end is gotcha. always their catchphrase. So okay. Undertaker, the end of his promos, always rest in peace, right? Because he's the Undertaker. It's his whole gimmick was being yeah. an Undertaker. So, you know, and then, of course, The Rock. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? He also had a handful of others that stuck around. Um, calling people Rudy Poo was also kind of one of his. Yeah, that was one of his early catchphrases. Like, who are you, Rudy Poo? I'm really glad that one then, did not stick. I That was probably one of my favorites, because when they would come back and start to say who they were, he'd be like, it doesn't matter what your name is. And then he would just go off on them. 
See, and that's a trip to me because you start looking at you start looking at catchphrases in general, right? Because that was basically the warning we got for this week's topic was, hey, I'm doing catchphrases and stuff. And so I started doing Google. I mean, y'all, y'all know the way I, I approach the show, right? I started Googling and I started doing homework and trying to look stuff up. And to hear you actually say that they'll try it out and see how the crowd reacts, that's an interesting aspect. Because a lot of the catchphrases that we see that are big catchphrases, so to speak, I'm going to use the air quotes there because it's kind of hard to define exactly what a catchphrase is outside of the wrestling context, I suppose. But, you know, a lot of things like anime and television shows and movies will have catchphrases that, especially in anime, you better hope they're good and that the fans like them because they're sticking around whether you like them or not. And so it's interesting to hear that that wrestling is is kind of like judged off of the fans' reaction, like how many people are, are there and reacted. Well, I think it's because that's live. So like... Yeah. It's kind of like stand-up comedians will go around and kind of practice jokes and fine-tune jokes based on like audience reactions. So I think the real difference for that is, yes, to your point, for like scripted TV shows, they don't get another try until the next season or like anime. You better hope that somebody fucking loves you better believe it because <laughs> it is it is all over that anime for the end of time. Uh, or like, I'm going to be the Pirate King. It's just constantly. <laughs> well, that's, like, yeah. that's why I brought it up. Because what in, you know, we joke all the time. That's go ahead, what, Ryan. Go ahead. That's what wrestling is, right? It's just redneck anime. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So redneck that's anime. What, that's what King of the Hill is, is redneck anime. <laughs> no, that's adult animation. Not the kind that Eric watches or reads for our viewers <laughs> and listeners. We had a fun conversation with Eric talking wow. about I'm not reading my adult books this week, and I'm like, bro, keep those away from your kids, my friend. <laughs> He's only reading graphic novels. Yeah, he reads with that pinky out like he's drinking tea. Yeah, yeah, but, we'll go with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also a big thing because it can make or break a character on like catchphrases and taglines, you know, to the point of Naruto with believe it or better believe it or whatever it was that he said that I usually tried to skip over because it was super annoying. Um, you have those taglines that wrestlers will try. They'll try to get one to catch on. And I think part of the problem is when it became heavily scripted for their promos, like to the point where they were writing everything down and rehearsing and practicing before they went out there is really one of the contributing factors to catchphrases kind of falling off uh, in the, the mid like 2010s. Nobody had one. You're starting to see a lot of them come back, finally, because I think enough time has passed from, you know, the attitude era and ruthless aggression where you had all these amazing catchphrases uh, to ones trying to be foisted upon the crowd and nobody believing it. Uh, it's got to be something that. Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, it's it. got to be. It. <laughs> it's got to be something the crowd's going to be into. So you you look at like. You know, the the 20 teens, it just nobody's using catchphrases. They're just all, like, burnt out. You have a few people still trying. Uh, but for most of it, it was just people running these, like, scathing promos. So you had Stone Cold, The Rock, Undertaker. I think Big Show had a catchphrase for a little while. Never really stuck, uh, just because... He was never great on the mic. He was gigantic. That was all you really needed to do. He didn't need to speak. He just needed to be big. Um, and his show was pretty bad too. His show, yeah, his show. show was very bad. Great wrestler. Mm, on the acting. 
great wrestling coach too, from what I hear. He's actually doing a lot of really great stuff with uh, AEW in their like talent development, um, which is surprising because I thought the only thing he'd be able to do is teach big people to be big. <laughs> just be but bigger. Turns out, yeah, just get bigger. Yeah, like, just get. Yeah, be seven, be seven foot tall. <laughs> just get good, dude. Um, you peasant. Yeah, but no. Um, so it like died out with a lot of those wrestlers in the. Go ahead, Clark. Oh, I just have like two comments. Like, do you think it, or I guess they're actually questions, not comments. Do you think it died out because people, like, everyone saw kind of like John Cena, The Rock, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like all of them, like, they had these catchphrases that essentially are marketing gimmicks. Like, me, a person who never watched wrestling, knows, do it can I smell what the rock is cooking? That is a marketing tagline for them to go sell products, promote themselves. Like, do you think it just became so forced that everyone was just like, you, this is gross. I like, it's no longer fun. Cause it doesn't feel authentic anymore. Do you think that kind of contributed to falling off? And then my next question, has anyone's career tanked because of a shitty catchphrase? Like, has anybody come out and just been like, I hate babies. And then they just never get shown again. Uh-oh, yes. Okay. I'm so, so excited. What are those catchphrases? Uh, if you wouldn't so, mind you googling them for me. Uh, I know Snitsky had a really bad one, um, and it 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 tanked him. He cut this bad promo, and he hit it with this catchphrase that you could tell was scripted because nothing about that setup looked good. And I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, yeah, I did it or something stupid. Uh, oh yeah, well, it that's was really that's bad. It was so, it was so terrible, and so it, like that just tanked, right? And that one bad promo killed his push. It killed his chemistry with the crowd because it became a joke, right? He just mocked incessantly, or would just get zero reaction. He would come out, and the crowd would just be dead, which is like the saddest thing for a wrestler. Because oh. like if you're getting booze, that means you've done something right, and if you're getting cheers, you've done something right. If it's dead silent when you come out, that means nobody gives a shit that you're there. Oh, it's the um, solid indifference where it's like I don't ha- I don't hate you and I don't love you. I just don't care if you exist. <laughs> yeah, John Cena's first catchphrase very nearly ruined his career. What was his? Uh, if it was ruthless aggression <laughs> and that was it that was supposed to be his big tagline and it's just so bad yeah um that one's pretty bad you know and then he but then he came back with like two bangers because he had you can't see me and then he had hustle loyalty respect uh yeah, both cause... of which were like good good taglines they fit the character it was natural and organic feeling uh but yeah there's been wrestlers that have just tanked because a catchphrase has been really bad and then you've had great wrestlers have to rework a character because they tried a tagline or a catchphrase and it just didn't go yeah i guess i can think of like floyd mayweather used to be babyface mayweather and then had to swap to like money mayweather to like fit his new persona but like yeah i could see that where you just you either have such a bad catchphrase you have to reinvent your personality or you have one that catches on but doesn't match your persona. Now you got to go be the bad boy. Okay. Interesting. Steve Austin was stone cold. He had some cheesy ones too, didn't he? It's because he was gorgeous, Steve Austin. Oh, no, he was not. Yeah, he had a receding hairline with like sort of long, like very fine blonde hair. Uh, Oh, no. You should look up, oh, gorgeous Steve Austin. I'm like, I'm really glad that gimmick didn't stick. Uh, 
Mark Calloway's early stuff before he started dying his hair black, which by the way, bright bushy red hair on that man. Yep. Oh terrifying yes. to look back at some of those past pictures. I'm like, eh, not what I was imagining. You <laughs> look way less terrifying. <laughs> okay, so whilst Googling for Clark's question, um, I didn't quite find the answer to that one about the worst ones, but I did find so the Sportster is a pretty good wrestling thing to kind of grab at and they they listed They're some of the good. top yeah they listed some of the top like catchphrases people have used can you guess what the top one is the top number one catchphrase we're gonna do this again I'm gonna... where i'm gonna ask you qualifying questions and you're not going to lie to me <laughs> <laughs> so is it first qualifying question what is the catchphrase so i can guess it correctly <laughs> no i want to know like is it like the most popular used, like out in public, the most popular, like trending, or just like. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna read this for you then. Because you got me with the all Discord right. one, and now I'm just sus anytime you ask. 18 all time best catchphrases in wrestling ranked. Okay. Um, it's great. Uh, one thing wrestling fans love is great catchphrases. Uh, they love we, fans love to sing along, and yeah, we use. Okay, to, so it's like what the fans like. I guess so. I'm going to go with yes. Can You Smell What The Rock Is Cooking. All right, Travis, what do you it's got? number two. Because I feel like there's one I just don't know. I I think <laughs> it's still going to be what? Like, that is being used constantly. Is it, it that or are they just, just asking the question? Chant. And this goes, like, far. Like, there's some old ones on here. Well, see, and that's the interesting um, just part. Just so everyone knows. a lot of these get a lot of crowd hype because of meme culture, right? Like, John Cena is still getting used in memes constantly. And I use so, it all the time when people try and ping me at work. I'm like, you can't see me. <laughs> so what do you think, Ryan? You got to get, I'm, you got to give going, her a guess. I'm going John Cena. It's got to be. I'm, I'm, I'm siding with meme okay. culture on this one. So number one is Stone Cold, but it's, and that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> now, number Stone two Cold is, is so. the rock. If you yes. smell what the rock is cooking is number two. I and even, then number I'm three. Go, hold on. Hold on. I, I'm going to go number three. This is an oldie. Not if you oh, didn't watch wrestling, I'm gonna go, you don't know. I'm gonna this. go Brett. I'm gonna go Bret Hart. Best there is, best there was, best there ever will be. Ooh, that's a good. Has anybody ever used the man, the myth, the legend as a catchphrase in wrestling? I feel like that came out of wrestling. Was that Big Show? No, that's actually a current one. Oh, I'm so good at this by, game. <laughs> by Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I... the son of Luke Perry, of course. And it's uh, boy myth legend. I don't know if I really like boy myth he's jungle legend. boy. Oh, I but he's jungle boy. He's jungle boy Jack. Can't be jungle man. Well, so the next one's Ric Flair, so we don't get too off topic. Okay, sorry. Ric Flair's to it's be just... the man, you got to beat the man. And that okay. that's even used a lot in sports. Like if you look at it now, like when they talk about um, to be the next champion or like anything like that, you got to beat the current. I I'm really so hoping Hulk Hogan the... didn't make that list at all. <laughs> well, see, what's funny is because, you know, Clark asked, I also brought up um, Bleach Report's 12 worst catchphrases of all time, like the worst ones. Ooh, worst. And so Hitman Hearts, best there is, etc., is number five on that list of worst catchphrases. No, that's of all so time. good. That's so good. Um, that's such a long catchphrase, though. The worst catchphrase belonged to the juice. When he said the juices come back to, and then insert whatever city it is, here. 
Oh, that's just a direct ripoff of The Rock. And finally, The Rock has returned to whatever city they're in. Yeah. When you said the juice, I was thinking O.J. Simpson. Uh, I, that's immediately where my brain went to. I was yeah. like, he had a catchphrase other than I didn't do it? Like, well, okay. <laughs> uh, Brett, Brett the Hart. Bret Hart's catchphrase was number six on this list, though, just so you know. Where's John Cena? I want to know how wrong Ryan is. I'm looking. DX, Suck It was number seven. That's a good one. I missed missed two, sorry. Number four was Undertaker, Rest in Peace. Five was Hulk Hogan's What You Gonna Do When Hulkamania Runs Wild on You. That's one of the worst. I loved Hogan, but that was such a horrible catchphrase. That was Hulkamania Um, Run Wild on You. Ted DiBiase, Every Man Has a Price for the Million Dollar Man. That was cheesy. Why do they uh, make them Warriors so long? Rush. Like, if you just ended it at every man had a price. Vince McMahon, you're fired. I think they put that because I feel like of, that's a Donald Trump one. What's his show? Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy, Scott Hall. Scott Hall or Razor Ramon, depending on how you know Who's him. next, Goldberg? But look at how nice ah, and short boo, these are. That one was so lame. Quote the Raven, Nevermore by Raven. Raven. Uh, Nick Mick Foley, have a nice day. I still have yet to find John Cena, yeah, which is surprising. I really thought it'd be higher on the list. Kurt Angle, it's true, it's damn true. MJF, I'm better than you, good. and you know it. That's a good one. Yeah, and he looks. Daniel Bryan, yes. His yes. catchphrase was just yes. Yes. It depends <laughs> on yes, how they use it. Yeah, he was part of the he was part of the yes movement. <laughs> As opposed, the to Rock the... has finally come back. That's that's the other one. Wow, Ryan, you did really poorly. Yeah. Well, and Godfather's not on there either, and he's the one that said pimpin' ain't easy. Is that a wrestling catchphrase? Yeah, he also tried climb aboard the hoe train. It's not (laughs) exactly a great tagline either, if I'm being honest. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But if you look at those, I feel like some of those catchphrases only caught on because of who said them. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say I feel well, like yeah. phrases. What? Well, I mean presentation, but also because of like Hogan. Hogan did not have a great presence. I don't think like in the ring. Like it was at the time, it was really good compared to a lot of the other ones because at least he he wasn't an extreme. Like you always seem to have these like wired people. I don't know if it was because of the cocaine or whatever, but like a lot of the people at the time, like really all the time. Like you had like <laughs> Ultimate Warrior and you had like Randy Savage, like everyone's just like like the Energizer Bunny. So Hogan, I think the only reason his is on there is just because who he was and his popularity. I think it was if, by far the worst. If any of you listeners out there want to watch a dude cut like just the most cracked out promo, like most sorry coked out promo of all time, Macho Man Randy Savage, cream of the crop absolutely amazing i have not laughed so hard at a single promo ever and it was just it was too good because it's macho man in his macho man randy savage voice right talking about the cream of the crop and the cream rises to the top and he's like putting little packets of creamer on top of mean gene okerlund's head and he's like balanced unbalanced nobody knows what he's talking about so good. It's between that and Scott Steiner doing math. Scott Steiner's math promo, also absolutely amazing. Probably the worst math I've ever heard somebody talk through, but so fun to listen to. But that fit his character at the time, dude. Like, it totally... Yeah. 
He was just it, known for being big, <laughs> not anything else. Well, he was he was the genetic freak, right? He was big, yeah, Papa was Pump huge. Scott Steiner. Well, steroids will do that to you. Um, <laughs> well, and see, is I'm he a confirmed sure. user? Oh yeah. Okay, just checking. You know, and we were talking about the the similarities between catchphrases that you see in like anime and and on to to wrestling and stuff, and it makes me think of and Travis, correct me if I'm wrong here. Is it Ric Flair that would just come out, get super hyped, and just like woo at the camera, just yell? <laughs> yeah. And so it makes me think of the other one you were complaining. I think it was Black Clover, where it's just the character's catchphrase is <laughs> ceaseless screaming the entire episode. Yeah, it's just, it's just shouting. It's Austin. That's, it's, his, that's what his magic power is, is just shouting. <laughs> it's not nonsensical. Well, some of it's nonsensical, but yeah, it's, it's got a point in there somewhere. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I've heard that character talk in a normal voice at any point in that show. His internal he, monologue is also a shout. Like <laughs> when he writes letters back to the sister, then it's at a normal volume. That's fair. It's the only yeah, time when, he's talking, when his writing is being spoken out yes. loud in the anime, that's in a normal voice. But his internal monologue is also a shout, which is the only anime I've ever seen where his internal monologue is not at a normal t- like tone and timber. It's him shouting inside his own head. Okay, real quick. We, we mentioned anime now. We gotta do the anime catchphrases real fast. Anime I'm just gonna blow through them. So Naruto's Believe It, number 10. Oh. Believe it. Elsai Kongru from Capsulates Okabe Perfectly. I don't know. Stein's Gate. I, that, that one got me. I don't, I don't know that one. Who are you calling short? <laughs> Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Yari Yari Days is a blessing to the ears. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Never got oh, into JoJo. God, a, oh, it's such a weird anime. Don't. I watched. It is a bizarre adventure. It's in the title. <laughs> I am here. Feels like a safety blanket. My Hero Academia. Okay. Uh, I, this one's. Oma wa mu shinderu. Um, Fist <laughs> of the North Star. I, yeah, I don't know. You got me on that one. Oh, I'm going to become the Pirate King. Yeah, there it is. One Piece. Uh, had to be on the I am. Tuturu make Stein's gatework. I don't know that one. These are kind of. Just a guy who's a hero for fun. One Punch yeah. Man. One Punch Man. And the number one is. What a drag. From Naruto. Naruto. The hmm. what's his name? Um, I'm trying to find his name. I can see him. Shika- Shikamaru. Shikamaru. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what drag. a drag. Drag. He was probably one of my favorite ancillary characters behind uh, Rock Lee. I liked Shikamaru. Rock Lee is always going to be my favorite because that dude just tried real hard. Would you like a sp- Would you like a spinoff of all of them, or just a filler episode to go back to the argument <laughs> that we had yeah, we gotta, several we weeks? Filler episode's fine. Filler <laughs> okay. episode is fine. Oh gosh! Imagine if Good they throwback, did. Though. Imagine if they did wrestling that way, where there were like filler matches that gave you more of like these ancillary stories. They do that. Yeah. What? They, they, they used that. to. At least. Tell me yeah, yeah. They straight up. They straight up still do that. All right, so you'll have like your big overarching like long running feuds. So uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus like the Usos in the Bloodline. Long term story, right? They're having matches. They're interacting. There's always tension. Uh, that went on for months and months, right? That was the good guys versus the big bad evil guy. Uh, they had these 
other matches and short feuds with other tag teams in a more condensed period. So while they would have this big feud with the bloodline that would be going on, uh, they would just start random heat with other tag teams to fill in shows. So it's just straight up a filler. So like Kevin Owens having a, a breakdown shouting at Imperium for not following uh, proper interruption protocol when you're interrupting somebody else's promo. Short-term feud, right? That's a one-off. Okay, okay. So. I guess I can get behind that. I, I have so many questions, none of which I really want answered. Uh. <laughs> so massive, massive trope in professional wrestling is if you say another wrestler's name, they will then come out. That's how you summon them, right? The great wizard in the sky goes, Alakazoo! Um, and they just to steal the tagline from Simon Miller, um, <laughs> he talks about the great wizard in the sky when he can't explain why things happen in wrestling. <laughs> of course, as you do. Yeah, naturally. And so you'll mention you'll mention another wrestler, right? And then they'll come out from backstage, and be like, and they'll be mad at you like Will Smith, um, and just be like, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. And that's essentially what they do is they come out there and like, you don't get to say my name, and then it, the feud starts. Uh, and so Imperium interrupted Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens hadn't even mentioned him. And so he got really mad. He was like, that's not how this trope works. You don't get to interrupt me until I speak to you. I didn't speak to you. So you have to go backstage. And so that's what started this feud. This was is not that they how didn't this follow works. The... That was exactly what he said. It's like, that's not how this works. And he made him go back. Like, It was hilarious. You read the rule book. Yeah, Kevin Owens knows. He's also the only one that knows like long-term storytelling. He's the only wrestler that remembers shit from the past and like brings it up consistently. So, is, which is also amazing. Is there a lot of like that that fourth wall breaking Deadpool style storytelling in wrestling? Is it does it happen a lot? Oh, a whole bunch. Oh, so they're self-aware. Oh, drastically. I I think it became more so as it went along because of social media, they could play on it because it works really well when they play on it. I find Well, we talked about, we talked about that veil between reality and kayfabe uh, being real thin right now. Cause you have people that like, they want to be a normal person, right? They still want to have that life. Nobody's trying to be Mark Calloway and be the undertaker character for 32 years. Nobody wants to do that. That's too hard. Yeah. Um, Bless you, Mark Calloway, for doing it, but I'm really glad that people are getting to call you by your actual name. Three decades was long enough. But yes, and now that kayfabe's down, uh, you'll see a lot more of those, like, fourth wall breaks where they'll make those, like, kind of on-the-nose remarks like Deadpool. What is kayfabe? Uh, It's the term used for a wrestler's persona that they appear as in the ring. Uh, Started off... The legend, I guess, behind the term kayfabe came about with wrestling was going around in like circus acts where it was like a traveling show. And uh, they were trying to speak pig Latin, but they didn't know pig Latin. They were trying to say be fake. And so it came out kayfabe. Clark, do you not listen to our episodes? We have a whole episode dedicated to this. <laughs> dedicated not. to the term kayfabe? No, yes. I, I only yeah. started listening once it got good, and that's when I joined. Ooh. So, ah. <laughs> Actually, I want to say kayfabe is still our, our most listened to episode. Yeah, because everyone's like, the fuck one. is kayfabe? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. It, Probably true. 
and that was also one of the reasons I feel like that. This is my opinion on it. I think with kayfabe coming down so hard, especially in the two thousands, uh, is one of the reasons that catchphrases just kind of died. Um, yeah, and because like nobody's just gonna shout their catchphrases; they travel. Yeah, like tell well, that to DMX, man. He growled all the time. Right. The, uh, that was a speech impediment. Um, <laughs> well, it has no. led to some really interesting, <laughs> you know, kind of I guess fourth wall breaking, kayfabe breaking approaches because again i'm going to bring up john cena which is ironic because he's not even one of my favorites but you know i got to listen to the interview of how his whole thing about you can't see me came about and anybody that's interested i encourage you to listen to it too um you know in brief it effectively was a dare from i believe a younger brother where he said you should just go out there and i think he did some kind of like dance or some Fortnite style something and John Cena got it wrong. And... Yeah. It, so it was from a music video that oh, okay. he and somebody else had watched where the guys were I was going to say, I don't think Fortnite like was around. Was... No, yeah. I, I was trying to use that as a like a description. Like, I, I knew Fortnite was I around. But... Yeah. And so it was the guy shaking his head behind his hand. And, like, he's given a shout out. He's like, that was the dude, like, I was trying to mimic. But he's like, I'm an idiot and forgot what it was. So it just came out like this. Um <laughs> Okay, but so yeah. let, let me ask you, this one's for Clark. Yeah. So we've, we've, we've discovered that catch, catchphrases can you know stick or not, depending on how the crowd reacts to, for certain wrestlers, and certain ones get pushed that shouldn't be. When it comes to like the big heavy hitter animes, are there things that you feel, or I guess lines that you feel were iconic enough that they could have been catchphrases? See, and this is... So I think it was you who posted in the chat where it was like the most iconic 90s catchphrases. And a lot of them to me were just like awesome one-liners. Like, you know, Austin Powers, you think of like, yeah, baby. But I don't like that's his catchphrase to me because he says it often. If it's just a epic one-liner, I don't necessarily know if I consider that a catchphrase. Like Optimus Prime everything he says would be considered a catchphrase because it's just this epic one-liner but it's just like i don't know all or one no his catchphrase was autobots roll out uh, okay so yeah but like that is something he says often so i don't know if there's necessarily something i don't i don't consider those catchphrases but there are epic lines and i got to thinking about that the 90s one is a really good example because i don't agree with everything on the list now, if I think of like Arnold Schwarzenegger saying "I'll be back," absolutely, I would call that a catchphrase, even up to and including "Hasta la vista, baby." Even though realistically, they were awesome one-liners from one particular taglines. Yeah, taglines is more what tag I would lines. call them. But the key feature to it for me is that when you say that line, you immediately think of that character or hear that character saying it. Whereas you look at some of the other ones that were on that '90s list, and you go, "We don't talk about Fight Club." That's used so prolifically to describe anything that's like, hey, we don't talk about Fight Club, that it doesn't even make me think of a scene from the movie anymore. Um, it doesn't make me think about the book. It's just kind of a, a catch-all used in, I guess, meme culture. Yeah. And well, it's kind of like saying tissue and Kleenex. Everyone associates Kleenex with, it's a brand, but everyone just knows it's tissue, so you oh, can't yeah, even copyright that name. Yeah, Band-Aids, um, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I... Outside of like really the Naruto and the One Piece, I can't think of any of them that I'm just like, 
this one line brings i mean except for like benny maru asking if he can kill someone but like <laughs> or like gabi maru maybe like i'm doing it for my wife from hell's paradise but i can't really think of anything there's like epic pieces but yeah i think i think catchphrases especially in anime are always gonna be on the nose like it's gonna be a very forced thing yeah uh you'll see it a lot more in like your sh- i feel like in your shonen style Probably so like your Naruto's, your One Piece, uh, My Hero Academia, all of those are going to have those taglines or not taglines, but actual catchphrases, like stuff that people are going to say. I guess I can't even think of like, the... would you consider like a the breathing style in Demon Slayer to be their catchphrase, like water breathing or, or is that just there's like I think Ash Ketchum, gotta catch them all, I guess, kind of, but that wasn't really... Him. Well, I feel like that's a franchise. Yeah, that's just the franchise. Because yeah, I don't think franchise. he ever actually yeah. says it, right? Uh, oh no, he definitely does. Yeah. Are you sure? I, I think I don't I, recall I, him I'm ever actually saying that line. At least once. I don't think he ever actually says it. it. Pops it up during the like splash card, but I don't know that Ash ever actually says yeah. it. I mean, I could be wrong, but. But, but yeah, no, and it just kind of made it. It jumped to my mind where it was like, you know, because obviously you have one that's one that's live and one that's not it's like what if we had by some you know magic wand anime live like which they get he says it, it in the first episode you're welcome oh sweet so I, i'm glad i know once. i'm very he says wrong it once <laughs> that's what i was like it's so run it's so long running he has to say it at least once yeah it's that, that moment but yes. where but do you think is it still a catchphrase though because it becomes such a big thing like in the sense of that became the whole thing for the video games for the for the brand. So would you consider that, it still a catchphrase or or would I think it that just was just be the, a brand that was the, that was the marketing line yeah. for the brand. That's easily just the marketing line but, for the brand. Like Ash see, may have said it, but I don't count that as a catchphrase. No, I think all catchphrases are marketing, but not all marketing are is like catchphrases. Like in terms of that like iconic one liner. Yeah, I mean, if Ash is gonna have a like a catchphrase it's gonna be pikachu i choose you that man threw an electric rat at a god yeah like, and it won <laughs> yeah and it won that that electric rat just be out there beating wholesale ass probably from new uh, york <laughs> just throwing all right yeah, so a new york rat when it, whenever i looked it up on the macmillan dictionary the definition of catchphrase is a short phrase that many people know because a famous per- person often says it Often. Often. Often says it, right? Often, so. I feel like, is a key yeah. word. There's been... A, back, to the, back to the topic of professional wrestling, there's been a few times where I feel like some amazing catchphrases have just kind of fallen on, like, a bad crowd and never gotten a real chance to take off. I feel like every once in a while there's been some taglines that have been intentionally dropped to be a a catchphrase and it was just kind of hit at like either a bad time or maybe not the right presentation for it. But there's definitely been some like AW being the big one. People are trying out catchphrases left and right. Cause they're starting to make that comeback. Um, but then you have wrestlers that have so many catchphrases to where they're never going to make a top 10 list ever, just because they have a gajillion of them. Chris Jericho being the big culprit. He had an AEW loan. He had Le Champion, That's not a bit bad. of the bubbly, 
Okay. A bit of the bubbly was terrible, and he he got it over with the crowd somehow. I don't know how because it's a terrible catchphrase. The Ocho, and all I could think of was ESPN eight from Dodgeball. ESPN eight, the Ocho. <laughs> But for WWE, he had one that lasted for such a long time that was a terrible catchphrase, and it was, you just made my list. And it was literally him writing stuff on a clipboard like a Karen, uh, which was the whole persona. I feel like some of these are just straight-up Bodie McBoatface levels of, like, crowd trolling. (laughs) But it's been a different, like, bless Chris Jericho for being able to reinvent himself so many times, because each one of these has been with a different, like, ring personality of some kind so like you just made my list uh was like again this very karen personality even had a karen looking haircut in my opinion um you had le champion because he was the first champion in aew you had a bit of the bubbly because he was celebrating with champagne all the time because he just bathed in champagne or whatever um which, funnily enough, that tagline led to probably one of the best gimmick matches of all time, which is a mimosa. I think it was Mimosa Madness because it was freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho, a bit of the bubbly. And what happens when you mix orange juice and champagne? You get a mimosa. And a happy Lindsay. So stupid for a gimmick match, but also so amazing. Those so bad it's good things. Yeah. So yeah, catch like catchphrases can be all over the place, and you have a guy that can really just shotgun him out there, and he tries so many of them that eventually, of course, stuff has to stick. So then, coming back to like him trying all of these, and you know us trying to guess the list, what the fuck makes a good catchphrase? Like, is it sweet? Like to me, it's short and simple. It's something I should be able to like. It's not a paragraph. Like, it's something memorable, iconic, that I just associate with that person alone. Like, for me, what is a little bit hard, because to me, what doesn't really associate with that character, but I don't know that character. So it's like, what? See there, I said his catchphrase again, just so many times. Like, that's so generic. The backstory on that one's actually really cool. Stone Cold called up one of his other, like, wrestling friends. I want to say it was Edge. I'm not 100%, but... he was trying to think of like new things for a promo that he could do. And he thought it would just be, you know, as a joke was just like, what if I just said what anytime somebody said something like I couldn't hear. And he thought it was so funny as he was leaving this man a voicemail. He was like, well, nobody called me back to tell me it was a bad idea. I'll try it. And it took off is printed on t-shirts. Like, it was on every single piece of his merch for the longest time. It just said, what? And had a question mark. People were taking what signs to the arena. Everybody would chant what anytime anybody said anything. So then what makes them good? Like, what makes all those iconic ones good? It's got to be that perfect storm. Good delivery, right? It has to be the right character saying it at the right time. Crowd reaction and being memorable so then what gets that crowd to be like yes this is a good one versus like the man the myth the legend the guy down the street the guy mowing your lawn and then like he just continues on my second cousin's goldfish (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) like what 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 you're you're in the crowd so this is why i'm asking you like if somebody came out and blurted a new catchphrase like 
what would make you go yay versus like eh. Charisma think... level. Okay. So it's the person, not necessarily the phrase. It's also where they're at, man. Like, that's why wrestling is so, um, like, if you're good at it, you're just good. Because, like, you could try the catchphrase. It could it could be the greatest thing ever, like, one night. But it's got to go more than one night. Like, it has to work more than one night. Um, and even though it does really well in one place, it might bomb in another. Even if they do it, like, the same way or maybe even with more energy. Um, that's why, like, if you get something to catch in wrestling, as, as cheesy it is to say, like, catch for catchphrase, when you get something to stick, like, it's it's such a huge thing. It's why they have, I think, why they have so many problems getting new catchphrases is because they, I think they give up way too quick on it. Um, and they're not, they're not as vigilant as they used to be because your career now is, is not, there's so many people doing it. It's so hard to stay in the game. If they bomb a catchphrase, it's really easy for that to lead to going back to the equivalent of the minors. So even if their performance in the ring is good, um, even if they bump good and do all that great, like if their catchphrase and persona doesn't catch on, they're out. Yeah. And then you have guys that are so phenomenally good on the promo side of things that their in-ring work doesn't have to be quite as spectacular. The perfect example is currently... Uh, L.A. Knight, not exactly the... He's not a bad performer by any means. Is he the most stellar person on the roster? No. But that dude with a microphone and a little bit of wiggle room is amazing. He's already got two catchphrases going. And both of them were from unscripted promos. And he's very charismatic. So the first one is Let Me Talk To Ya. (laughs) Oh, see, I think of that song, Let Me Talk To Ya. Yeah, and that's kind of how he delivers it, too, because he just comes out and he goes, hey, let me talk to you. And then he goes into his promo and everybody's just like, because ah, it's L.A. night. Um, and then the other one is just him saying, yeah. And he said, and I think he was drunk cutting this promo, but he just kept saying, yeah, in the middle of his talk. And it just stuck. So he would come out to do another promo and people are already going, yeah. And so he just goes, yeah. And like everybody fucking roars. Uh, So it's like, it's this combination of things. You have to try so many different things to get a catchphrase. That actually reminds me of a lot of the R&B songs in kind of like the early 2000s where it would just be like DJ Khaled or, you know, (laughs) like Jason Derulo, where they were almost like call outs for themselves. Like that's the kind of vibe I got from those two. Yeah, it makes me think. Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. I I always appreciate the fact that Pitbull starts the songs the same way. That way I know to change the station. Like... <laughs> Aww, poor Pitbull. Poor Pitbull. So, I mean, between you know Stone Cold's "What" and and this guy saying "Yeah," it really sounds like it's all about presentation. It's Mega Mind status, right? What's the difference yeah. between a villain and a supervillain? Presentation, marketing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> marketing. Can they put flair? Yeah, and then you have like you have wrestlers that have like taglines and catchphrases and stuff that they try to foist upon you, like Roman Reigns and the Big Dog. Big Dog. And he's like, this is my yard. Nobody gave a shit about that. Like, that's never going to be a catchphrase. It was heavily scripted. It didn't feel natural. It didn't feel organic. It didn't get any type of crowd reaction. But they kept, we're like, you, we're going to we're gonna keep trying. We're going to keep trying different permutations of this exact same thing. And everybody in the crowd was just like, oh, yeah, Roman Reigns. Okay. 
you know, uh, and then you have wrestlers that go their entire career with no catchphrase, which I think is amazing. Brock Lesnar being one of them. That man has never had a catchphrase. That man should never be left alone to speak on a microphone. I keep forgetting <laughs> he was honest. in wrestling because I always know him as an MMA fighter because I yeah, saw same. the fight where he lost to Kane. That was a good fight. Well, not a good fight. Kane. It was, oh, Kane. Uh, right. Sorry. Kane. My mind was still in wrestling and I was like, Kane was not a MMA fighter. He no, was the big red machine. Kane Velasquez <laughs> became the big, first yeah. Hispanic heavyweight champion or something along those lines. I was at that fight. Not, not the most eventful fight because... Brock Lesnar always comes out like uh, back from his football days. The dude's fucking done everything. He always comes out like spearing and it's just super easy to take him out in a heavyweight fight. But that's. And he just smothers people. Yeah. Like if you want to talk MMA, I'm here for that. Not wrestling. You say that, but Brock Lesnar hit uh, Heath Herring so hard. He did a backward somersault. Brock Lesnar hit another heavyweight so hard. They rolled backwards. I that just, man that is tattoo is so wonderful. See, that's actually like my kicker on it, is with Brock Lesnar. Not only is he, you know, gigantic, but he can move like he's not. And I, that's what I always do. Like he's fast. Linebackers are fast, it's man. Fine. Yeah. St- get that steroids will get you beefed up real big. Um, <laughs> All right. So I know what I'm like getting you for actual, Christmas. Like, yeah. Collegiate level wrestler. Like he's got a really like solid, actual wrestling mm-hmm. uh, background. Which he did lose uh, to Kurt Angle in a Olympic style wrestling contest that they did. Uh, obviously did they have to wear filmed. the little unitards? No, no. I think they were just. I don't know what the little strappy and... outfits are called for wrestling. Unitard. A, a onesie. A onesie. A adult man's. <laughs> <laughs> Please Google this, Ryan, no. before I just continue to say very odd, inappropriate no, the f- words about the so fun story. On it's that called one. So a Kurt singlet. Angle act- oh. Okay, singlet. I wasn't That's that far out. You were not. Um, so Kurt Angle, actual Olympic wrestler, right? He has a gold medal from the Olympics. Uh, he and Brock Lesnar decided to have like a fun little match, and Kurt had to bring out all the nifty little tricks that he learned that got him to the Olympic level. So he got a point up on Brock. And then for the remaining time, all he did was defend to prevent Brock from getting a point. Oh, he so like, he's the Floyd Mayweather faster, of, of Wasn't stronger. Ooh. I mean, it's a strategy that worked. Floyd Mayweather right? like, is a boring ass boxer because he is a defensive boxer. He knows how to get points and keep you from getting them. And that he, is how he wins. He, he is, he is strategic now. Watch good. his younger stuff. Watch his younger stuff. Everybody always wants to bring up when he would just get ahead on the cards and then dodge. He was protecting his record. Yeah. Which is fine. Oh, yeah. Go. Right? I that mean, was a legacy he wanted to leave behind. He also knew how to get people out of their game because how do you stop a defensive boxer that's that fast? Mm-hmm. He would get in, tag you, be ahead, and then you couldn't catch him. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, it it's a solid strategy. Boring to watch, but I respect the game. He, he beat the breaks off of Conor McGregor and I knew he would <sighs> MMA fighter totally ha- different yeah I have Tot- is totally different and Conor McGregor woefully underprepared to go yeah. against a boxer of that class because Floyd Mayweather did what he did when he was younger against Conor McGregor and that was slowly increase the pace as the match went on because he knew Conor McGregor was just going to gas himself well yeah because their MMA doesn't Dude, last Mayweather- that long Mayweather might be the best boxer ever. Like people don't want to admit that all the time, but like he might be the best boxer ever. 
Yeah. The dude is phenomenal in technique, speed, and everything. And there's Strategy. no way, just... no way McGregor was going to beat him. No. That was, and have you ever seen the, Lo- like Logan Paul says he did okay again? Like, no, no. Mayweather <laughs> just wanted some money. Like that's uh, all that was. I think there's actually a Phone video of it where he like knocks him out in the first like 30 seconds and then like holds him up to make the fight go a little bit longer. I can't remember if it, that's like a conspiracy theory or not, but uh yeah, I mean, wow. I get it. He's just not my favorite to watch. And, and the kicker is it it's kind of like in wrestling, right? A lot of it is about presentation. When it comes mm-hmm. down to boxing, you know, you look at Floyd Mayweather, you're talking somebody who boxed for, what, 21 years. He's got, I got to pull up here. Hold on. Oh, uh, yeah. I was he like, are you reading his Wikipedia years. page to me? No, 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 no. But uh, I have his, his record pulled up because his, he retired his profile up. with an undefeated record and won 15 yep. major world championships ranging from super featherweight to light middleweight. And you can't argue with those numbers in a, in a professional sport like that. Does Whereas, he have a catchphrase? <laughs> Other than just like money Mayweather? Like, I, let's find out. Hold I, on. I, or I, like, can't, I can't read. <laughs> or just kind of like, you know, I didn't know the IRS was a thing. Is that... Oh gosh, uh, we are that was probably so one of my favorite set of like that was one of my favorite set of promos was between Conor McGregor and but Money in, Mayweather. In Conor's defense, though, if Mayweather fought Conor in an MMA in the fight, octagon, yeah, I think Conor would beat him just well, as yeah. bad. Well, yeah, you just put him down. on the floor, and he has that's nothing. That's what no one ever looked. That's what I hate that when people look at it, they're like, "Oh, he's so much better." I'm like, but if you reverse it, like Conor <laughs> would tool him just as bad in the octagon like look that's at a big thing with jake paul fights like jake paul fighting all these mma guys in boxing i'm like so they should do one for one he fights him in the ring and then he fights him in the octagon i'm like because this is, that's what they did man like half of your yeah. fights like on the ground like so i onto that and ref on wrestling trivia for anybody that cares bart gunn uh, got absolutely destroyed because he won a series of shoot fights against other professional wrestlers so his prize for beating all of these other professional wrestlers in like bare knuckle shoot fight style uh, matches was to have a boxing match against an actual boxer. And I'm pretty sure it was Butterbean. Uh, and he got knocked out in like two seconds. <laughs> Massive concussion, like traumatic brain injury concussion because he was a wrestler, <laughs> not a boxer. Um, and that was his punishment for not losing to the guy that Vince McMahon wanted to have win. And that killed his professional wrestling career, too. Yeah, yeah, brain trauma and probably palsy in his later life. Bart Gunn got freaking screwed um, because he didn't. I definitely remember Bart Gunn. Yeah, not for very long. He was good. I mean, but he he was good while he was there. He was teamed up with, which the benefit of Bart Gunn getting. basically removed from television is that it formed one of my favorite tag teams of all time and that's the new age outlaws because billy gunn was yeah. originally tagged up with bart gunn, bart gunn and they were this i think the smoking guns or whatever dumb tag team name they had um, but they worked they well the... together they played off each other really well like they were a, a decent tag team i mean yeah, not as they... good as the outlaws but yeah outlaws were way better and their catchphrase was amazing which is degeneration x is just suck it would you consider their tag team name like a part of not necessarily if we consider the marketing? Hello, Jenkins. My kitty is up here and hanging out now. Um, showing showing off the asterisks. 
No, he's just showing off his very floofy tail right now. Asterix is for later. Uh, and only for $5. <laughs> Going only fans with this cat. Uh, only pause, excuse you. Uh, <laughs> but like, in the grand scheme of things, catchphrases are marketing things. Like, you know, it can make or break your career. It can make or break your marketability into other things like the rock people knew that so i think it was actually easier for him to go into kind of mainstream media because everyone knew that catchphrase is their tag team name along the similar like a similar vein to that where you've seen bad ones good ones ones people hate and like can a bad tag team name tank your career and like yeah, I've just asked like 87 questions and I'm just like, so tell me. Yeah, bad bad tag team names will definitely hurt. Like, they'll hurt your push. They're not going to necessarily hurt your career because tag teams come and go. Uh, and they change their names during their runs too. They've definitely done that. Okay. Some of them yeah, have more than they'll, once. They'll usually find one that sticks. If not, they'll just smush two people's names together and just hope for the best. One of so which like that just took off. Yeah, kind of. Uh, so Randy Orton whose finishing move is called the RKO, teamed up with Matt Riddle, who's called the original bro. Right? That's his, like, tag nickname, or not his tag nickname, tagline. It's his nickname. It's his wrestling nickname is the original bro. Okay, so he's they've not my created favorite. a tag team named RK Bro. <gasps> right? Yes. Yes, yes to all of this. The, the name came about because they were like, I don't know what to call it. And so they were just like, RK Bro! And everyone was like, ah! And it huge deal right became this big thing everybody loved rk bro um you have ones that i feel were two great wrestlers that they mushed together for a really bad tag team name mick foley as mankind and the rock were the rock and sock connection that is that's horrible (laughs) totally forgot about that great great tag team two fantastic wrestlers hated the name uh it was very mid uh, then you have dudes like the New Age Outlaws, the Smoking Guns. Uh, you have um, the Elite, which is a, like a cool just name, right? Because they're just the Elite. You have the Young Bucks. You have the Grizzled Young Veterans. Then you have uh, the Bushwhackers. The Grizzled yeah, you the Bushwhackers. Young Veterans. You have, yeah, Grizzled Young Veterans. All right. Uh, then you have tag teams that are like uh, House of Black, perfect example The New Day, which are stables but also sort of a tag team which is getting into some weird minutiae we really don't need to get into but it definitely helps their marketing so just to go on that, yeah, it's a huge marketing thing to have a good tag team name, RK Bro The New Day, House of Black I am now adding RK Bro into my like daily vocabulary I need (laughs) you to know that RK Bro was such a great tag team and it was sadly short-lived due to injury which again i'm hoping randy orton comes back soon he had some pretty major back surgery so i'm hoping he can come back to the ring so we can get the return of rk bro well a lot of that comes down to reputation too because if you reverse it and we go back to anime team names in anime can be extremely simple and still evoke a lot of imagery you know you talk about uh an attack on titan you had squad levi right and so you have. I don't know. Like I don't watch that one. It's too sad. <laughs> it's too sad. Um, I I started in the middle. It's it's wild if you start there. <laughs> Makes no sense. 
I don't understand anything that's happening. Who's this big guy? Well, uh, so what about uh, Naruto? Like they were what Squad Seven, something like that. Team Seven. Team Seven. And so, I mean, you look at a lot of the memes and a lot of the culture. You just say Team Seven, and people can immediately bring it up. You know, Team Seven at ninety-nine percent power. And <laughs> <laughs> Sasuke lost his sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Sakura wasn't there because she didn't do shit. <laughs> And so, That's yeah. now how I describe females as useful sas- Sakura. <laughs> like in yeah, anime, the like... meme where it's like Sakura is so useless she gave birth to an Uchiha that needs glasses. <laughs> My favorite one is the one where she's like being held hostage and being held by like her hair, and instead of just stabbing the person in the leg, she just decides to cut her hair off. It's like, why? You're still there. The person's not injured. You've wasted your swipe. Yeah. Okay, Please. continue on with your point. No, uh, that was actually, that was the point, is like the, the team okay. names, it's all about how you market them, right? Not necessarily what yeah. it is. Um, the only other thing I did want to bring, because I know we're running out of time, is to play on the Travis Wrestling Predictions. Who would you say would be, I guess, who would you keep an eye on for upcoming catchphrases that might, like, who needs a good one? Who needs one yeah. real bad? Or who's going to come up with the next one? Let's go both. Uh, who's going to come up with the next one? It's probably going to be L.A. Knight. That dude be saying wild shit on the microphone. <laughs> again, something's going to stick again. Like, yeah. Uh, he also did a really good promo where he was like, you see this shirt? It's a shirt of a champion. See these shoes? It's the shoes of a champion. See these pants? It's the pants of a champion. You see this shirt? It's a shirt of a champion. Oh, I already said that. <laughs> and like, It was so good. <laughs> Um, who needs, who needs a catchphrase? Finn Balor, I think really could, could use his, his popularity could take a a good boost with the right catchphrase. Isn't he got a persona right now he's doing? Yes. He's part of the judgment day, which is a stable. He also has his alternate persona of the demon, but none of that is like a catchphrase, right? That's just personas and ring per- personas oh no i just mean like i, I don't know if a catchphrase would go with his demon persona i've seen like it, clips and stuff i haven't watched enough to know for sure but his the, demon persona i feel like it'd be hard to get one there the mystique of the demon persona has already been popped like that bubble's been broken because he's lost now as the demon that is he like big, a sexy oh, demon would win is he like sexy I, the demon, dude's got or? like you should just you should just look up a picture of finn balor as far as like men go if i were going to switch teams finn balor's high on my list that's an attractive man and he's got oh. like sixteen thousand abs like the dude from like nipples down is just abdominals i feel like he should just like any of these books here there's lots of demons in them uh he could probably <laughs> just come out and tell everybody that they're a good girl and the crowd would go wild <laughs> And this is I guarantee mixing... you, if he if he walked into the crowd and said "good girl" to somebody, they they're gonna faint. Like it's an attractive <laughs> yeah. guy. I was like, "Boom! I've got it! I've saved his career." And this is where crossing wrestling and anime gets a little weird. Oh no, not anime! Actar <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. I, think we're, I think we're leaning towards the H word. <laughs> no, no, no! We're leaning towards smut. Yeah, Tentai. Oh, uh, just kidding. Not making, not bringing that up <laughs> again, Ryan. Sorry. Uh, and the joke will never die. But yeah, 
I think, yeah, Finn Balor could use a catchphrase. I think LA Knight's probably going to come up with him. MJF also stands a really good chance of dropping another fantastic catchphrase at some point. That dude is absolutely scathing on the microphone when given a chance. Also, additionally, in wrestling news, CM Punk is making yet another comeback. That was the best thing, the cat what's in the Leroy, Yeah, what's Leroy got to say? Oh, amazing. is he just, can you hear him screaming? He oh, is yeah. not pleased yeah. about something. <laughs> He's not pleased yeah, that what's-his-name is coming back. Yeah, yeah, I'm not happy that CM Punk's coming back either, Leroy. We're on the same page, man. <laughs> dude, that is dude he really? can stay gone. Yeah, he... Why, dude? You're overplayed. You're done. There's He's... nothing left. I'm gonna, I'm ready to catch all the smoke on this. So if you guys want to roast me in the comments, I'm ready. CM Punk has always been overrated. Period. What? He had he had the pipe bomb promo. I Clark already got me fired up. He had the pipe bomb promo, and then he walked out of WWE and he became a cult hero in the wrestling community. His in-ring work was mediocre at best. His promos, other than the pipe bomb, were okay. Other than that. The dude has just been mid. Like, he's old, he's broken, he's run down. He can't run a match anymore without coming up with some type of injury. Let the man retire. Remember him fondly for the pipe bomb promo and then that huge pop when he came back for AEW. And then just let it die. The guy can just stay gone. I don't need to see him. I don't need to hear about him. He doesn't need to try to come up with his own new catchphrase. He can just he can just be gone. So that's well, my tell rant us on you CM feel. Punk. I, <laughs> fuck CM Punk. No. <laughs> well, anyways, so I, I do agree though. Like, I don't think his. I don't. I don't know what everyone's fascination was with him. Like, he had some decent the pipe stuff, bomb. but like, was it? I didn't think any of his matches were that great. Like, he doesn't to me have those standout matches that you think of when you think of the really good people. Um. I don't know. I just don't. He's had he's had some good feuds. Like he really has. But I honestly couldn't name a specific CM Punk match that I've watched multiple times. I can remember his good feuds. He had a good feud with John Cena. He had a good feud with uh, Triple H. Like he had good feuds with big name people, and he came out ahead on it. But everybody just remembers the pipe bomb promo, and then him walking out of WWE, taking his ball and going home. In the same way that Stone Cold. Uh, when he lost to The Rock at WrestleMania, was just like, okay, I'm out, I'm done. Pieces. Like, I'm out. Uh, and that was it. That was the end of Stone Cold's big run, even at the height of his popularity. So. All right. I know you and said- everyone has missed the absolute best catchphrase. I just, no one is thinking oh, of it right dear. now. It came from a TV show, and his name was Magnitude, and none of you know it. I'm just gonna say pop pop some, was the single greatest weird... catchphrase. The community the community the the show? Then you watch community? I've seen yeah. I've watched community, I just don't remember. <laughs> Eric gets to I was like, remember him? Eric's flexing his hipster over here. Hold on a second. It's like I've watched community, I, but I don't feel like that. remember? That was Oh my god, that was such a good catchphrase. I mean, right. for me, it's always sure, scary. sure, yeah. No, that yeah. was a great go catchphrase, Eric. Yeah, corner. dude, you bat, you bat in a thousand. Hide in my here. corner. <laughs> fucking, I'm gonna go fuck off. I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, after that sentence, probably should. No, um. <laughs> so my question oh, to mean. you guys sorry, sorry. is: What would it's your okay. catchphrase be? 
Fuck CM Punk, apparently. <laughs> I I think I'm leaning towards these hands are rated E for everyone. But yeah, that's pro- that'd probably be one of mine. I say that a lot. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's just kind of... So yeah. eh? Anybody else? I, I can't even... I'm not toxic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just competitive. <laughs> Oh Jesus! So take it as you will. <laughs> All right. Oh, I can gonna... I can see that being Eric's <laughs> Eric's catchphrase. Uh, I'm gonna go with something I guess just to kind of fit the motif and go with should have done your homework. I feel <laughs> that. I, yeah. Yeah. That feels like a you persona. You'd be like that angry teacher. <laughs> yeah. All right, Travis. Man. Got some bangers. Not, no. not honestly I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the one I said the most in the army uh oh it cool. is what it is it is what it is okay oh. that, see to me that would I be s- like a good catchphrase like I said that I said that more than Hua was <laughs> Hua. it is what it, it could is be worse. Asked me, like, asked me, why, why are we doing this stupid activity I'm like it is what it is and they were like, that's Dude, not an answer. Ha- and I was like, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing I ever heard. And every like senior leader with no abilities to lead would always use it was, it could be worse. Yeah, but it could be fucking better, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, I, I can make this better in 10 seconds if you'd let me. Yeah, like, not. So, like, I guess, yeah. I like, sat here from 1300 to 1700 with nothing to do. And now all of a sudden at 1700, I've got to unpack a fucking Connex for the next two hours. I guess it could be worse. You could shoot me in the leg right now. I guess that could be worse. I don't know. You could slap me around a bit right outside here. I don't know. This entire Connex could be full of razor wire and salt. Like I, (laughs) I guess, yeah, better than a kick in the teeth. Uh, Better than a kick in the teeth. If I could go home at 1700, you could have kicked me in the teeth a lot of times. (laughs) Those are my options. Whatever gets me out of the battery building, I don't even care. Uh, And you know, for those of uh, our listeners and stuff, we do want to hear back from you. What are your favorite catchphrases? If you had one, what would it be? Is it from anime? Is it from television show? Is it from wrestling? Let us know. Bad catchphrases stuck around. I have to bring this one. Definitely an honorable mention. Braun Strowman and get these hands. Not even like catch these hands. Just get these hands. Yeah. Get Missed these opportunity. hands. And then he would just go <laughs> and shout like Asta. Um, so yeah, bad, bad catchphrase. Stop hating on really my boy Asta. Really forced it down everybody's throat. Bro, Asta yells, dude. I love Black Clover, but that man needs to shut up a little bit. <laughs> shut your mouth. Shut your whore mouth. Just a little bit. Austin needs to be quiet for like a half episode, and I'll be a happy nope. man. He's quiet for that episode that he's not Asta even stuff. in. Yeah, you got to fix that, bro. We just did a whole episode not I too long did. ago on merch and like collectibles. If you would. If you would like, I can just send you a recording of me <laughs> shouting what I do in my day-to-day activities, and you can use that as like a replacement for Asta. Uh, I no, think I outside of the figure, dude, I got everybody else. So say, I think outside of the manga, I don't have any Asta stuff. All right, unfortunately, but we are running this. short of time, so yeah. Eric, hit us with the links. Um, again, best way crossingthenerdverse.com. 
um, head there. It's got the merch right at the... No, it's not at the top anymore. It's on the side. Um, it's a redone site. It's a lot more manageable. It's it's a lot more functional. Um, if you go there, it's pretty easy to use. Um, takes you straight to podcast and YouTube page. Um, it's also got links. We are doing more Instagram. It, it takes time because I've got to... You have to do pictures. I hate that stuff, to be honest. Um, I mean, one of us so, is photogenic, and I don't take very many pictures. And good news, we are the first yeah. result. When you Google crossing the nerdverse, we pop up right at the very top, so it's easy to find. Yeah, um, uh, Twitter has gotten a lot bigger, and everybody's a lot more involvement from other podcasts currently, but we're also, like, the other people are getting involved. Um, and Facebook um is, is another way like we talk that's your best way if you want to converse everyone kind of gets on there and kind of messes around um and we are looking has every month to do another giveaway um we just sent the giveaway code to the last winner travis you know his name taylor um yeah taylor so his code went out because he was in the audience so we are going to do another episode um I think it's going to be either, I think our next episode or the following one, one of the next two episodes is going to be live. It'll be posted. Um, and we'll do another giveaway in the audience um, to whoever's there. So I mean, the... don't forget discord. Oh, oh and yeah. we do have discord. Um, Indeed. It's hard to like manage getting everything going. We'll, <laughs> we'll try to do some more with discord. Um, I yeah, don't pay for Nitro for those little emojis for nothing. <laughs> yeah, Clark's, Clark's big on those emojis. Well, and Discord is going to be That's... a good way for uh, for a lot of interaction. You know, if you want to talk to us, get our opinions on things, put forth your ideas for episodes, things you want to hear hear us talk about. It's a great way to get get your word out. So, yeah, Facebook, yeah, talk with... Twitter, Discord. Yeah. Instagram. 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 For the gram. Eric's and with all this work. <laughs> Instagram's the hardest one to make content for. If I gotta do that, we gotta push Just the shit out of that. Slap a Valencia Instagram. filter on it and you're done. <laughs> Change like crank up that saturation, man. <laughs> Get you InstaHo ready. <laughs> and with that. We'll bring this episode to a close. We are crossing the nerdverse. Find us wherever you get your podcast from, and we'll catch you next time. Ooh. Woo.